All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, April 26th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton. Joined by my co-host here, Monday and Tuesday afternoons. For me, Monday, Tuesday evening for you, Marcel. What's going on, big Marcel? Yeah, man, all good. Looking forward to uh, to talk about the fights with you, as always. You know, um, kind of a small card, right? Only 12 fights. But, uh, yeah, let's hope we keep them all intact, right? Yeah, for sure, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, this is, I think this is one of the hardest cards to pick right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fights that are just really 50 50. A lot of fights between guys that are just like really unproven. I think it's going to be a crazy card, man. I think you're going to see it like some upsets we didn't see coming. You're going to see some surprising finishes. It's just one of those cards, Marcel, because a lot of the fighters are like kind of, uh, they're like not really ranked fighters. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, a lot of them are contender series fighters. A lot of them are fighters that are coming off multiple losses in the UFC. Obviously, you have some. You know, some on the main card, especially on some like more established veterans. But don't you feel like the same way, Marcel? Like this card's kind of crazy. Um, I feel like yeah, it can always happen, you know. But I mean, if you look at name value, yeah. it's not the not the greatest card to be honest. And let's be really honest, man. All three fight night cards in April, name value weren't great. You know what I mean? And uh, this is the last one of of those cards. And I gotta tell you, last week. It was a good card, you know, on Saturday. But the week before, it was a tough one, man. I barely came, cut through it. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, this is one a little bit like last week. I think it's going to be interesting. I'll just say that right now. Like, we'll see what happens. We'll see how, never know how it plays out until the fight, night of the fights. But I think it'll be pretty mm-hmm. good. Cut some guys in the chat. What's going on, man? How's it going, buddy? What's going on, man? All right. I think we should just get into it, Marcel. So, we'll go yeah. through the fights today. As always, guys, we start at the bottom using the... Uh, List of fights over at UFC stats. They finally updated the, the card with Romanov. So we'll start off with the first fight of the night. Flyweight bout here. Tatsuro Hyra against Carlos Candelario. This is a very interesting fight, in my opinion, in the flyweight division. And the odds for this one, Marcel, right now, we got Tatsuro Tyra minus 225, plus 185 on Carlos Candelario. Give me your thoughts on this matchup, man. Open up the card. If you think this is a very intriguing matchup, I want you to open it. I do. I think it's very close. I think it's a very, very close fight. Um, so starting with Tyra, I mean, yeah, he's undefeated, right? He's, he's, he's definitely looking good. I didn't really know much about him. You know, I heard good things obviously, but I had to watch myself. Um, so I watched the tape on the guy. There's like five or six fights, uh, from his Shuto uh, mm-hmm. days over on, um, YouTube and I watched them all. And I mean, the guys, he seems good, man. He's definitely gifted. He's a natural like fighter. It looks like he, he's very good on the ground as well. Um, he's able to get the fight to the ground in a lot of his fights. And on the ground, he's, he's pretty dominant, man. Good submissions. Um, level competition's been you know up and down, but he has fought a couple guys like Yoshiro Meta used to fight in the WEC. I mean, that's a decent win, uh, name value-wise, I guess. Although, again, obviously that guy's not in his prime anymore. Um, I, just, I just feel like this kid's a natural. You know, I, I feel like he's very talented. And again, you know, he's only 22 years old, right? So he's good. But at the same time, Marcel, I, I do have some reservations because this is his first fight in the UFC. It's his first fight out of Japan. And over, historically, Marcel, and just the fact, historically, a lot of the fighters that came from Japan, that came to the States, um, struggled. So we'll see how this guy goes. I think the difference is, you know, MMA is more established now as a sport, and it's 2022. And I feel like these young guys are so well-rounded are coming up like this kid. So I think, you know, his game will translate well into the American mixed martial arts, especially his grappling. I think it's very strong. So I think he's going to have a good career. But I just think this is a very difficult fight to pick because I think Carlos Candelero is really good too, man. And he's he's still pretty young. He's only 30. 
You know, he's a guy that took four years off, came back, had that fight in contender, which I think Waters thought he won. It was competitive, but you know, he's got a decent amount of experience himself. Um, he's fought, I think, probably slightly better. I mean, I don't even know if I want to say slightly better competition, but he obviously had the fight in the contender series. He's fought in the Apex before. The guy's talented, man. You know, he really is. I think this fight's really close, man. Um, I wouldn't bet on this fight, guys. You know, I, I, I would not bet on Tyra here as a favorite at my C25. I was pretty close to picking Candelario. I would not be surprised to see him win, like, a split decision. I really wouldn't be surprised because he's also a good wrestler. You know, I just think the, the upside in the youth I got to go with here for the pick. So I'm going to take Tyra by decision, Marcel. But I, I think this fight can go either way. That's my honest opinion. So I'd like to hear your thoughts, man. Yeah, Tyra got a certain high behind him, you know. Um, but, um, man, we got to be honest, man, for many guys who – and that's not – and please – Japanese people don't come after me for this, but uh, the Japanese fighters always have a difficulty coming from Japan and finding their way in the UFC. Most of them, you know, we have a lot of uh, guys like like Takenorigomi, who was supposed to be the best guy. Uh, we got uh, uh, Ket Yamamoto, he passed away a few years ago, amazing fighter, also couldn't do it in the UFC. I think only Okami was the, the He's the only guy because like, Hatsuyoki also struggled, he was another Same. really talented guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we got the Tyra, and the thing is with Candelario, gotta be honest, against Altamirano, he could have won that fight, you know, and he didn't got signed because pretty much just because but i think the ufc pretty much thought as well that he won the fight so he got signed of that um man it's difficult but i'm feeling like i have to go with candelario man and i'm mm -hmm. going with a close decision i think it can go either way it's a super close fight and like you say adam i, I wouldn't bet on it either um yeah I, I, i'm super uh it's super difficult here to pick one, and it's also flyweight. We also know high pace. It's always fun to watch these guys, but uh, yeah, I feel like it will be probably a close decision. And like you said, it might be even a split decision, you know. And it can, it can go either way. I feel like I'm going with uh, with Candelario here with a close decision. I don't blame you at all. I mean, I was really considering it too. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm still on the fence. You know, I'm just taking Tyra because I do think he's got a lot of upside, man. He looks really good to me, but. Again, Candelero's fought, you know, in the Apex before. He knows what it's like in there. Um, I think Candelero by decision plus 400, that's not a terrible bet. You know, even Tyver by decision at plus 230. I mean, either of those – I think I think the fight goes a distance. What do you think? You think it goes a distance? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah, yeah, I think so sure. too, man. I, I Just the way that these guys match up, Candelero's like – he's never been finished before. Tyver's never obviously lost. Um Tyra's, like, again, he's he got a lot of submissions. He does have some power, too. But I just feel like Candelier is going to be really scrappy, tough in his face the whole time. I think it goes the distance. That's basically a pick and price right now. But, yeah, I think either of those guys winning by decision, the props are definitely like worth consideration. So to sum it up, I wouldn't play the juice on this guy. I'm going to pick him. But it's a very tentative pick. And Marcel picked the dog here, and I don't blame him at all. And I'm going to look at the comments here. Um, yeah, I think hey, what's up, Jay? I think so, too. I think it's light, uh, wide, too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of you guys are kind of saying the same thing. The, the uh, four-year layoff, um, so I, yeah, I watched a couple of interview with, interviews with him, and uh, there's a few reasons for it. I mean, first off, you know, he he didn't get signed originally off of Contender Series. I think I think he was depressed, you know. I think it was hard for him. Um, not only that, but I think he's had some injuries to deal with, and also COVID obviously was, was tough, and I think that also made him have a hard time getting a fight as well. So there's some reasons for it, uh, Glenn, to answer your question. Um, and he also had some fights booked that he had withdraw, withdraw from. So this is one of those things. I just think, you know, after he won in the contender series in 2017, he thought he was going to get signed. And he didn't. I think it really messed with him. 
But, uh, you know, since then, obviously, he, he's, he's come back. He's 1-1 one one technically, but, I, I mean, a lot of us think he's 2-0. Oh. The guy's solid, man. He trains it, you know, obviously, with Rob Font and those guys, Calvin Cater. This is a really close fight. I'm telling you guys right now, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Candelaria put off the upside. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a very competitive fight. But like I said, Marcel, I liked what I saw from this kid. I think his grappling's legit, you know, but he is fighting a very good wrestler here too. So it's 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 interesting. I want to say that right now. Yeah, I agree with you completely, Andrew. I mean, the, the opposition's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he loses at all, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a very iffy one for me. Um, but I'm banking on the upside a little bit. Just That's where I'm going to pick the guy. Just it is where if he loses, it wouldn't be surprising. That's what I'm going to say there. So, all right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Got Gina Mazzani against Shanna Young at uh, women's flyweight. Gina Mazzani minus 170, Shanna Young plus 150. What do you think about this fight, man? For me, it's kind of the equivalent of Alan Bodo against Josh Parisian. Um, nah, to be really honest, I don't really care about the fight. Um, it's it's two girls I'm not really high on. I think Masani kind of got uh, crap on uh, by by the decision of uh, Beltran to to stand her up against Casuera. Remember, we actually talked yes. about it yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. You know? Know. She 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 was gonna win that fight if Beltran didn't took her off and they stand them up and they actually wasn't uh, was uh, good for Casuera because she could she could TKO her, you know, and Masani. She, she couldn't get Masani off her with the wrestling. So I think that was a bad call back then by Beltran. Um, if you look at Shana Young, I haven't been impressed at all. You know, uh, she's now going on weight class down. I think she was at 135, right? So um, I'm taking Masani here, man. I mean, um, I, I think she has a better camp as well. I think she's uh, she's girlfriend of Tim Elliott, right? She's training with, with these guys as well. Um, and Overall, I gotta say I don't think Gina Mazzani is also UFC caliber, just like Shana Young. But I see more upside in this fight for her, and uh, I, I go with a decision here. But uh, man, this is one of the least fights I'm looking forward to in the card, to be really honest. Yeah, this is just not a great fight, man. I'm just gonna say it right now. Um, and I wouldn't bet. On, don't bet on this fight. I would say, no. that my opinion, stay away from this one too. You know, Gina Mazzani should win. I think she's got the better wrestling, but. She's such a flake, man. Like, and Marcel, she does not react well to getting hit at all. She's been knocked mm -hmm. out three times in the UFC, and the, when the way she reacts, she just covers up and cowers against the fence. Her gas tank looks really questionable as well, man. Her cardio looks really, it's really sketchy. Uh, I will say she's fought really good competition for the most part, but just the way she loses, she just crumbles, man. It's just not good. Um, you know, she did have a couple of good fights, like the Ostevich one was a good performance, but. Looking back now, it's not really impressive. But I will say it's just like Shannon Young just doesn't impress me at all. You know, she's looked pretty rough in the UFC so far. Um, I, but at the same time, Marcel, I just think it's such a low-level fight that she could win. It wouldn't surprise me, you know. I'm leaning towards Mazzani by decision, but I just don't I don't like this fight at all. I, I, this fight is not a good one. To be honest, the UFC should pay us to watch this fight. Yeah, this is <laughs> – this, this, well, the loser's getting caught, right? Like the yeah. Getting, yeah I would, this, hey, listen, that's what I would expect, but you never know, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, like I think, you know, I'm just surprised how bad Mazzani's cardio looked in her last fight because she trains with, like you said, like James Krause, Tim Elliott, all those guys at Glory, and it just seems like she was completely gassed. Marcel. Even if she – survived that second round, I think goes to the third and she gets finished anyway. So that, that really surprised me. Um, but again, you know, there's been a few, like the Avila fight just gets, she didn't really even get like rocked. She didn't get knocked down. She just, she just covered up and took the TKO loss. 
So I think she could get swarmed and lose like that. Her last four fights, you know what's crazy? We both picked this. I think you said decision, right? Her, oh, last, yeah. her last four fights have ended with a knockout, you know, either for her or her opponent. So again, I think that's a lot of just cardio and just not being able to take shots. Is Shannon Young that girl's going to put her away? I don't think so. You know, that's why I got to go with Mazzani, but I, I just, I can't trust Mazzani, man. I can't put money on her. I can't do it, Marcel. I can't do it, you know? That's yeah, by the way, I see eight locals saying sometimes they got both, like they did last year with two females. He's talking Sarah Morris against Vanessa Mello. Vanessa Mello, yeah, it's she's possible, in the PFL. You know? It's possible, yeah. If they're both on their the last fight of their deals, I guess, or something. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to like hate on these guys because or no, girls, I mean, they're in the UFC, but this is like a lower level fight, anyways. Uh, all right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel Natan Levy against Mike Money Breeden. Two contender series guys. Uh, and I think the loser of this fight could also be released by the UFC. It's possible. So the odds for this one, Natan Levy minus 190, Mike Breeder plus 165. What do you think? Bro, I still like Natan Levy, man. I think uh, he, had a, he had a bad debut against Rafa Garcia, but I feel like I have underestimated Rafa Garcia a few times, you know? Uh, yeah, he's definitely is. And um, the other fights, I really like what Levy showed. And uh, Levy got that contract on Dana White contender series on three or four days' notice. Uh, he looked good in that one. Mike Breeden, he had a debut against uh, Alexander Hernandez, got knocked out, and he lost to Anthony Romero, your your guy in uh, the Contender Series, which is not a bad loss. You know what I mean? Anthony Romero is legit. Although, man, I still feel like if it keep, I, if the fight keeps standing, and I think it will be, I see Nathan Levy winning this fight, you know? I think he's... Uh, Overall, the better fighter, in my opinion, at least. I'm going with Nathan Levy, and I'm taking him via TKO in the second round. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. I guess I see the fight playing out differently than you. I think it's going to be him using his grappling. I, I don't really think he would want to stand. I mean, maybe he would. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think he's decent, but I don't think he's great, guys. You know, he's, he's he lost in that fight, in uh, his first fight. Also, the fight in LFA, I mean, that fight was very close, and he could have lost that one. I mean, he's decent. Um. Breeden, I don't, I don't really rate Breeden that high. It's more of a fade on Breeden for me. I mean, he's got some finishing ability, I guess. We've seen him get some crazy knockouts. But if he doesn't get that knockout, I think he'll just get all wrestled here. That's what I think happens. I think he gets grinded out, Marcel. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Levy here. Um, you know, this card is pretty – I think it's pretty difficult to predict, but this is a guy that I feel decent about, I guess, Marcel. You know, just – it's more of – I don't think Mike Breeden's that good. You know, I'll be honest with you guys. So – you know, it's not like the most confident pick, but it's it's far from the least confident one either, if that makes sense. Um, Nathan Levy, I think, will grind your decision here. That's what I think happens. So that's my thoughts on that one. All right, Marcel, let's go to the next fight here. And this is a I, – I think this fight, this could be fight of the night, in my opinion. This is definitely up there for potential fight of the night. Gabe Green against Johan Lainess. Very good fight here. Love this matchup. Right now we got Gabe Green minus 150, Johan Lainess. Plus 130. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this fight. Yeah, first I want to put some feathers in our asses because we picked Yuan Lainez to be Justin Berlinson on the Dana White Contender Series when everybody was huge on Berlinson. I think Berlinson's a good fighter. But everybody was counting on Lainez for some reason, and he did it, you know, knocked him out. So, um, yeah, if you, if you, I really like Lainez, man. I think he's, he's a very good fighter, and I think he's underrated, to be really honest, man. I mean... Uh, I've liked pretty much every fight I saw from him. Uh, I gotta be honest, I only saw his fights in uh, in the CFFC. I haven't seen too many of the TKO ones. I think you saw those ones, but I haven't seen it. Um, 
I really like him. I think he's a good fighter. If you look at Gabe Green, um, go as UFC fights. Really honest, he's one on one. In my opinion, he's zero two. I think Phil Rowe beat him, you know, in that fight. I I wasn't cool with the decision back then. Watched it back, and I'm still not cool with the decision. You know what I mean? Uh, overall, pretty decent fighter, I think. Um, but man, I like Linus, man. I think Linus knocks him out. I'm going with the second round knockout for you on Linus. I want to mention. I always talk to you guys about this. It's always look. It's always look uh, worth looking at the opening line. The odds makers open like that's minus twenty five. Gabe Green plus one sixty. The line is flipped, so it's people betting on Green. So, get my thoughts on this fight. Like I said, I think this is one of the best fights in the card. I love this fight, um, but I'm going with the the, the white line here, Marcel Johan Lines. I have to go with him, man. I have to. Um, I think he's the better overall fighter. Here's the thing. So I I figured it's just gonna be a striking match. Then I'm watching some more tape on this guy, like a CFFC fight, some of his TKO fights. Great wrestler too. He can take you to the ground too. So that's what I like about him, guys. I think he's just a more well-rounded guy right now. Gabe Green, he has some grappling as well, um, but more of a guy that's going to stand and bang. And I think that's going to be his ultimate downfall here because he, he absorbed so much damage against Daniel Rodriguez. Now, I, I, I want to say, like, that was off a, a long layoff and, you know, wasn't his best performance here. But even against Phil Rowe, I think he took quite a bit of damage too. And, you know, he did win that fight. Like you said, Marcel, he scored some, like, very, um, you know, key knockdowns to win that fight, but it was very competitive. Not that it's a bad loss if, if, it, if he did lose because Roe is good too. Um, the, the problem with Gabe Green, I think, is just very hittable. And I watched, I, I went, I did a deep dip, dive in this fight, guys, because I, I love this fight. I watched all his fights, Gabe Green. I went back and watched his fights at Bellator when he fought Jalen Turner. He got knocked out. There's another fight where he got finished. I think he's a guy that relies on his chin. And I think that's just a bad uh, game plan here against a guy like Lyness who hits so fucking hard. Huge power. Like I said, if. The striking is not going well for him. He can, I think, he could take this fight to the ground too, right? He's a bit bigger. He's a bigger dude here, three inches taller, three inches more in reach. He's the bigger guy. He's like, I know he's a welterweight, but to me, he's like, he's pretty big. Like he could be a, a middleweight. And like I said, Green, Green used to fight a lightweight, so I think Glennis will be the bigger, stronger guy in this fight. And I think he could either get a knockout or just maybe win a decision here. But I will say, Grave Green's got the better cardio, you know, as if it goes three, and that's I think why the line is like this. But I just think he's way too hittable, guys. And at plus 130, Lioness will be one of my best bets of the week, Marcel. I got to go with Lioness here. Um, he, I have to take it, man. You Bro, know, I mean, the power. We're going to say, remember how surprised we were about the line when he was yeah. in the contender series. I yeah, mean. yeah. I know. Here's the other thing I wanted to mention. So, like I said, I really did a deep dive in these guys. And I watched you know, a bunch of their interviews, both guys. I watched multiple interviews. I just wanted to hear what they were saying. Gabe Green had like a heart attack, guys, like a couple months ago. He talked about this in. One of his interviews uh, with Ryan Gerald, he talked about that in his interview. He had, I think he was like kicked in the stomach, kicked in the heart or something, and, and basically like a burst and he was rushed to the hospital. He had some like, he had eye surgery recently too. He thinks the eye, his eyes will be better so he'll be able to see more. Um, but that heart, the heart attack basically scare, it scares me to hear that, man. I gotta be honest with you. And especially like out of a 28 year old guy, that's really scary. Um, so I, I hope that doesn't, you know, have any lasting effects in his career, but that, that does freak me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Lines, I mean, just from what I heard about from him, you know, still training with Patrick Cote, but also been working down at Niagara top team with like Aaron Jeffrey as well. He's a really good fighter. Just signed with Bellator. Um, I think his fight was just announced Aaron Jeffrey. So it's interesting. It's a good fight, but I gotta go with Lines, man. I think the uh, plus money, this is a dog that can win this fight. So I'm going with Lines. Let's get three of you guys stay here. Um let's see. Uh people are saying Lines by decision. Yeah, I, I Green has the cardio. I agree, but I don't think Lioness is as terrible either. 
he's gone the distance and he does his mouth is open in the third round, but he's still fighting back. He still can grapple too. Yeah, man, he can grapple. That's why I like him here because he can grapple. If he just was a striker, I'd be like, uh, but he can wrestle too. And Marcel, I think that CFFC, you know, promotion is good. You know, and getting that win there in the championship is, is nice. That's what I kind of think too, man. I, I think so too, Andrew. If he doesn't knock him out, I think he can still win the first two rounds. So yeah, and and he's saying a lot of decisions. Yeah, I think so too. And and I don't think it'll be controversial, but we'll see, man. What's going on? Um, Johan is gonna get when Green gets hit too much. That's what I think too, dude. I think he relies on his chin. Like I said, I watched the fight with Jalen Turner got just kind of swarmed against the fence. There was another fight too where he got um swarmed and the dude finished him. So I think he's a pretty tough guy. There's no doubt about it. But again, there's just certain things I I you know, these fights are looking for small, small edges and I get it, Green, you know, the cardio, and that's probably why people would pick him. But to me, way too hittable. And I'm going with the guy I think is a little bit more well-rounded here, Linus. And like I said, Marcel, I think it's a tough card to pick, but this is a dog I like here. So let's go with the dog here. You're right, Linus. Let's go to the next fight here. I, I mean, I think we have to spend about 10 seconds on this fight. Alexander Romanov against Chase Sherman. Minus 2,500, Alexander Romanov. Chase Sherman plus 1,200. Marcel, right now, if the line closes, Chase Sher- – or. Uh, Romanov will be the biggest favorite in UFC history. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's justifiable. <laughs> biggest favorite in UFC history. All the fights you've ever seen, you yeah, deserve to be the biggest favorite. Ever I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. You that's know, what I'm saying. I, I that's kind of crazy when you think about it, right? Like all the fights you've ever seen. You know. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, that's so. Um, how do you say that? Kind of optional. You know, there was always one fight where you would say, like, yeah. The, afterwards you know what i mean you would say like this and that you know but before yeah i mean would anybody pick romanov not to win in the first round i don't know i pick him to win in the first round i mean either submission or ko he can win both you know i think he's an all-round guy maybe he gets him to the ground punch pounds him out or he gets him to the ground and he submits him you know so it's either that that's what i think and it's still the same opinion i had last week you know so and i, I still have the same opinion I mean, I'm picking Romanov too, but I wouldn't play him at minus 2,500. Like, why, why would you, you know? Yeah, just, true. I agree. Again, we talked about last week. Look for a prop. I, I said TKO. It didn't change. I think I think he takes him down and smashes him with grounded power, you know? I still think the line is crazy, man. Minus 2,500. Like, I just – there's no value. Basically, he's saying he's like 90 – I think he's like a 97% chance winner. I guess it makes sense, but like I said, we've had thousands of fights ever in UFC, and now it's – the heavyweight fight is the biggest ever. Heavyweight fights, one punch can land, man, and, and end the fight. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not picking Sherman, guys. I'm, but I wouldn't even put him in, like, a parlay. I wouldn't even touch it. I would just go for a prop here, maybe under one and a half rounds, because I don't think – I think it ends soon um, either way. But, you know, a lot of people take Rona by the submission. I'm taking a, a TKO. That's what I think. Um, seeing, like uh, – Romanov inside the first minute. I think that could hit too. I think it's possible. That's great. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't, though, man. If he if he just grinds up, if he just takes a grapples a grappling approach, it could go longer than sixty seconds. Um, quite frankly, dude, like we've talked about those like uh, really first minute props, they do hit occasionally, but more often than they don't land and inside the first minute. It's pretty hard for that to happen. Wouldn't surprise me if this was the fight though. But uh, Romanov by grounded power, Marcel. That's my pick. I just think minus twenty five hundred is very inflated that's that's all i'm gonna say all right let's go to the next fight daniel da silva against francisco figueredo another interesting fight here marcel in the flyweight division uh da silva minus 130 figueredo plus 110 what do you think about this one my friend i think the ufc has make the, has to make their mind up who they're going to call him on the broadcast because on ufc stats is daniel da silva on the website is daniel lazarda how do yeah. you want to call him you know <laughs> um 
Miojo is his nickname, which stands for noodles. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's actually a fact you have absolutely nothing on, but I just wanted to tell you guys. <laughs> um, Daniel Da Silva, uh, one fight so far in the UFC, I think it was a pretty good fight against Jeff Molina, right? Um, but he lost the fight in the second round. He's, he's a solid guy, man. I, I like watching him. He's a teammate of uh, Charles Oliveira, right? Uh, Charles Oliveira got a lot of his teammates in the UFC as of lately. I think three of them. Um, but yeah, the Silva is a good fighter, man. I, I like what I saw so far uh, in his career, what I've seen. Um, taking on Francisco Figueiredo, and to be really honest, I'm not sold on Francisco Figueiredo at all. You know, uh, I think he didn't look good against Malcolm Gordon in his last fight. And pretty much everybody fought one against Jerome Rivera in the UFC. Um, for that, he was, I think he was in the jungle fights where, where we did well. But man, I, I see more talent than Daniel Da Silva, to be really honest, man. I think he's a very scrappy guy. I, I love watching him fight. And um, I, I'm pretty sure, let, let's be really honest. Actually, it's funny, man. Francisco would have never been in the UFC with, without Davison. And maybe Daniel Da Silva wouldn't have been in the UFC without Charles, you know. But I think Daniel Da Silva is a talent. And um, I see him winning this one. I see him finishing it as well, to be really honest, man. I think a submission, second round for Daniel Da Silva. Yeah, this is a really hard fight to call, man. This is really hard. Um, I, I, it's just a difficult fight to predict, really. Da Silva's got some upside. He's 25 years old. You know, he's got good submissions. I watched a bunch of his fights, too. Definitely good submissions, some power on the feet, but... You know, never really gone long in his fights. He's never gone. To, he's never won a decision. Um, the last fight, his cardio looked a little sketchy. Getting knocked down in the second round, getting dropped. Uh, I know Molina's decent prospect and everything, but still, like, got pretty. He did have some like submission attempts, so he failed, and then was uh, the opponent got on top of him. And I think that could be the downfall here. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have been disappointed with Figueredo as well. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Guy hasn't looked good, but I do think his wrestling is decent. I mean, we've seen decent wrestling from him. It's not terrible. Um, at times, you know, he's got on top of guys, held them down, controlled them. And he's actually gone the distance his last bunch of fights. And, you know, you guys are saying he's not UFC caliber. I mean, he actually has a win in the UFC. So I'm not really sure he's not UFC caliber. I don't think he's going to be a future title contender by any means. He's not as good as his brother. But I think he can grind out some wins. I think this is a fight he can win. Um, I'm not confident in it by any means. I think this is one of the hardest fights to predict on the whole card. I don't know how you could be confident in this fight, guys. But I'm leaning towards Figueroa uses wrestling grinding grind it out. I'm shocked. Um, I'm shocked, Adam. I know. You, can, you pick, might be right, but I'm shocked. I, I mean, I usually pick the younger guy, and I wouldn't be surprised if... I think De Silva has to win by submission. That's that's how I think he would win. It wouldn't completely surprise me at all, because I think that's his best attribute. But if it doesn't submit him, Marcel, I don't trust him to go three hard rounds. And even though Figueroa's cardio is not that good, I think it actually might be a little bit better. It's more proven to me. So right. I'm going to go with the guy that I've seen go three hard rounds in Figueroa. But it's just like very competitive and even though he's a like small plus money, I'm not I'm not gonna bet on it. So yeah, I'm gonna take Francisco by by decision. And and I understand what you guys are saying the level of competition is not great, but I mean it's it's I I don't know if it's is it really is uh Silva's better? Like I don't think so. You know, like yeah, you're gonna look at those guys in Chuto Brazil, like, oh, he's got 20 wins, but who is who is that guy? You know, at least Francisco's you know, he's been a pro for 13 years. He's fought John Lineker 12 years ago, eleven years ago. You know, he's he's been around for a long time. Um like I said, I'm not sold on him. I'm not betting on him, but I have to make a pick. That's my pick. That's my educated pick in this fight. It's the guy with, I think, I think slightly better grappling overall over 15 minutes. So 
That's why. Let, let, let me let me ask you a question. If uh, Daniel De Silva would fight Jerome Rivera, who would you pick? Uh, De Silva, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I I just so, think uh, Rivera. I you know I know he had, he won the third round against Figueroa. We'll give him that. But the guy, I thought he lost his fighting contender. I thought he's lost four straight. He shouldn't be on a five fight losing. That guy's not very good, Marcel. No, so, I, I don't know if I'm not saying. Uh, I guess the loser of this is probably one of the lower ranked guys. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if this one won, guys. You know, I'm just, I'm telling you, like, uh, just based on what I've seen, I watched a lot of footage on both guys. I just don't trust him to go 15 hard minutes. Whereas Figueroa, even though, again, he does slow down, even in the Malcolm Gordon fight, he still reversed Malcolm Gordon like the last minute and got on top of Gordon and was trying to finish the fight. Like, I, and, right. you know, yeah, I, I got to go with Figueroa or so, but it's not a confident one, guys. So, By the way, my I, opinion. I wonder why we never. Uh, I think he's in Lux fight now, but we never heard about that Luis Rodriguez guy anymore, who actually, in my opinion, beat Rivera on the contender series, but he got the decision against him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that guy should have won that fight. That's why yeah. he should, should have been on a five-fight skid. You know, that's I hope he gets another shot at the contender series this season. Guy saying yeah. Denny's bonded loser. Yeah, he could face the, the loser of that could fight that because that guy got finished by uh, Malcolm Gordon. All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. This one's really interesting. We got uh, Gerald Mearshart taking on Christoph Jocko. Very interesting fight here. And uh, the odds for this one, guys, minus 170, Jocko, plus 150, Mearshart. What do you think about this one, man? Yeah, I think this is a very difficult one, man. And at the same time, um, this can be a fucking boring fight, but can be a great one as well. So that's right. the thing. Um, listen, man, Jocko, um, I did hear he had, what did you say yesterday? He had some of, uh, uh, he, he was sick for some time. Me and or I, somebody told me that he had a kind of a, a, a disease, immune disease, or something, and now is better. And he fought with that. Say, no, I, that wasn't me. No. Then maybe it was James on James Lynch show. I, I, that's the only thing I watched uh, yesterday from okay. uh, from the show. So that is James Lynch. Um, yeah, and he got Mershard. The thing with Mershard is he can't win by a submission in the third round after uh, getting better in the first two. You know. Um, Still, I think Mershart, he is uh, also, I think he has the most submission wins in the UFC history in the middleweight division, right, with eight. Um, solid dude, very, very, uh, very uh, how do you say it, the diverse on the ground, I think. I really like his style. He won his last, he won his all his fights since he lost to Chimaev, right, the knockout. So uh, that, that's that's good. He, he got a, a surprise win for me against Muradov, got to be honest. I did not expect uh, Mershaw to win that fight, but he won that fight. And after that, the Stoltzfus fight. I don't think Stoltz, uh, he did look great against Stoltzfus, but he had that uh, third round submission again. Um, Jotko overall, not very impressive all the time, but super solid, you know. He he, he can win a third round fight, three round fight. Um if you look at Sarkanov, split decision should have been unanimous to me, in my opinion. Um, actually, almost only lost to top-level guys back then. You know, he lost to, to David Branch, I remember. And then he got two stoppage losses. They had three losses in a row. And uh, he got also that loss against Seedenblatt early in his career. And uh, he, he lost to Strickland. But if you take away that Strickland loss, he had a really nice streak. You know what I mean? Um as long as he doesn't get caught with a submission, which I don't think will happen, he wins the fight. So I'm taking Jotko by decision. Yeah, this is another. This is this is tricky too. I, I think it's really hard to pick this fight. Uh, so I, I just wanted to make this, just to make you guys laugh a little bit. So I'm looking. I, just, I you know obviously doing. I was watching their fights back, but I just wanted to see what they've been up to lately as far as training goes. So I check out Mearshart. I mean, this this room is pretty good. He's got Fusion XL, which is a really good camp, and you, know, you got Phil Rowe. 
Mike Perry, Alex Nicholson, former UFC fighter, and Gerald Mearshart. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. He's training with some guys. And then I go check out Jocko. He's an American top team. This is why I see in Jocko's. Pull this up here. Oh, it's, of course it's slowed down. One sec, guys. Why is the internet slow? There we go. That's what I see in Jocko's. <laughs> so I'm like, who do I pick? The guy who's trained with Mike Perry or the guy who's trained with Joanna and Carolina and looking like a boss here? No, I'm kidding. But no, I thought that was interesting. Um, they're, they're both good fighters, man. This is a really tough fight to pick, man. This is hard. This is hard. I don't think you can be confident in this one either. Like I said, this whole card is really tricky. Um, so Jocko, like historically, really good takedown defense. You know, boring fighter for the most part, but able to win these kind of decisions, Marcel. Keeps the fight upright for the most part, gets the decision win. You know, but Jared Mershard finds a way to win his fights, man. He always finds a way to win, Marcel. Like, he always pulls it out. Like, here's the thing, Gerald. Eight submission wins in the UFC, a lot of them in the third round. He's losing fights, comes back and wins. It's crazy. He just needs to get one opportunity to get his neck and submits him, you know? So, I think this fight will just be really close. I think you guys are kind of underrating how Gerald fights, like, in the fact that he can get fights into his realm. Like, he's just able to get fights to the ground. He's able to get guys against the fence. And even... Okay, so basically he loses if he gets knocked out or he loses these really tight decisions. Like, that's basically it. You know, Marcel? Last call, but... I think so, too. No, obviously that's why they took it. I mean... Didn't even thought about it. I mean, well, it says it in the caption, though. Like, it says Polish power. Obviously, three Poles are there. I mean, I don't think that's... Anyways, um, as far as as this fight goes, yeah, you know, Jocko is usually able to keep the fight standing, but... Anyone can get submitted, man. And I'm telling you right now, like, I'm I'm done sleeping on Gerald. I, I thought he was going to get destroyed by Miradov. And he goes out and wins that fight. It's a massive underdog. Plus 700. You know, since then, the Stolz's fight, he's losing that fight and comes back and submits the dude. He just finds a way to win. Now, if Jocko just keeps it standing and outpoints him and wins a decision, that wouldn't surprise me here. But, you know, I'm going to go with another dog march. So I'm going to take, take Gerald Mearshart. I'm going to take him to win uh, by submission. And this guy's bringing up, like, the Jay Ellis fight. Guys, that was, like, 15 years ago. Like, why is that relevant, you know? This is Adam's revenge for <laughs> Serkinov losing the split decision. No, no, no. no, no. I, see, no I don't think no, Serkinov won that fight. I don't think Serkinov won. I know. I know. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that Jocko won that fight. There's Me no too. doubt about it. I'm just saying, like, one, like, if you watch the Seedon Bland fight, he was actually doing okay, but he left his neck out for one second, and Seedon Bland took advantage of it. I think Gerald could do the same, potentially. Um, another difficult fight to, to pick, but I'm going to go with Gerald Mershaw by submission. Definitely an obvious road for Mershaw to win here, you know. I mean, I'm just picking Jotko because I think he can keep it three rounds at a distance a certain way and to keep Mershaw out of the positions. But listen, if Mershaw gets him to the ground or somehow can get get his neck or whatever, he will take it, you know. So that's why it's a, it's a close fight and it's difficult to pick. But I can yeah. definitely see your see your point, man. 100%. Because when is when is ever anyone really did that to Gerald in UFC where they just outpointed him by sticking and moving? Like no one Yeah, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen. Like if you look at his losses again, Kamza and Heinrich knocked him out with one punch. Um, you know, Jocko doesn't have any power, so I don't think he does. I agree. Well. Um, the term is if I submitted him, it happens. But the Holland and Anders fights, he lost decisions. Those fights could have went either way. There's a lot of grappling in that in those fights. Like I said, this guy always finds a way to get the fight into the grappling, Marcel. So that's why I'm picking him. But, you know, again, Jocko's got good takedown defense. I get it. It's just, it's not like he's shooting for takedowns, though, really. You know, he's getting you against the fence and somehow grabbing your neck. You know, that's mm-hmm. what kind of what he's doing more. So it's a different type of wrestling, a different type of grappling. So gonna go with the dog here. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Uh we got Jerry or um Darren Elkins against Tristan Connolly. 
This is another interesting one, Marcel. Um, kind of kind of strange match ranking. You know, Darren Elk is a lot of fights in the UFC here, like probably 25 fights and currently just the two fights, but two veterans, both in their upper 30s. Uh, we got Darren Elkins minus 170, plus 140 on, on Tristan Connolly. What do you think about this one? I want to know what you think for us on this one. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards Elkins, man, just pretty much due to the experience in the UFC. But it's it's difficult to trust him at this point in his career. Just He's pretty, like, shop-worn, man. You know, like, <laughs> what are you judging? Who's judging? Because if they see probably a mark on Elkins with blood, they're going to judge for the other guy. <laughs> That's the thing, like, that fight with Nate Landmore, right? Like, where he really did land more strikes. Anyways, I mean, the guy has been around forever. You know, he's been a good – he's actually been a really good underdog over the years to bet on. Like, he's won a lot of fights by uh, being an underdog. Um, he's been in there with everyone. But, I mean, the last fight getting washed like that. I, I know it's Cub, but just – that was scary to see. You know, the Minner fight – that's a good win, though. You know, he's still winning fights. That's the thing. Like, he's not getting, he's not losing every fight. Um, Connolly, I just don't know how, I don't know what to think of it, man. Honestly, like, the past 17 fight, you look back at it, it was 29 28. It wasn't that much of a blower. And that doesn't look that bad in hindsight, right? And then he beat Perea. So I mean, the guy's got good cardio. We know that. I, I still don't know what weight class he, is his right class because fought at 170. Now he's at 145. It's kind of weird. The recent neck surgeries kind of worries me a little bit too. It's a difficult one, man, just because they're both, you know, older guys and everything. I don't know how much upside Conley has at this point in his career. Um, I'm going to go with Elkins to grind our decision or so, but I mean, it's, it's a very strange fight. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's a difficult one. You know, the thing, <laughs> this doesn't make sense, but Connolly makes me think of a guy who was in my uh, kindergarten class, short guy. And uh, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I always makes me think about him. Um, yeah, close fight, difficult to say, you know, if uh, Connolly can land some damage, you know, to the damage, uh, the judges will probably sway again to the other opponent, like they obviously do many times. Um, I got to take Alcus, man, and this one. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm taking him via decision. Uh, I don't think he will finish Connolly. It will be a bloody bloodbath again, as always, with Alkins. And let's hope the judges see his the strikes he's landing this time over uh, a few uh, <laughs> a few uh, cuts and on his face. You know what I mean? So I'm taking Alkins here, but I'm not sure at all. I think a really close fight. We've said that about a lot of fights in this card. This is a very hard card to pick, guys. Like, I pick every card. I've been picking every card for, like, what, 12 years now? Uh, this is one that's, like, there's not many fights that are obvious to pick besides Romanov and maybe, like, one or two others. And I think maybe the the, the one coming up, uh, two, um, maybe one or two of them coming up here. But a lot of 50-50 fights, Marcel, you know? And, and again, like, Elkins at this point of his career, I mean, what do we make of him, you know? It's just, he could win. It's just hard to trust the dude. All right, let's go to the next right here. Jared Gordon taking on Grant Dawson here, Marcel, in the lightweight division. Both guys have moved up to weight class here. Grant Dawson is minus 165, plus 145 with Jared Gordon. American top team versus Sanford MMA, Marcel. So what's your thoughts on this one, my friend? Man, Grant Dawson kind of shit the bed in the last fight, you know, by the draw against Ricky Glenn. Because I think if he won that fight, he would have gotten a top 15 guy. You know what I mean? Leonardo Santos fight was a difficult one for him as well, but he got to give the, the, the knockout in the last second. Um, Jared Gordon, 
at a certain moment, he was like uh, lo losing a lot of fights, you know, and via stoppage. Okay. Gotta say, he fought Charles Oliveira in one of those fights, so that that's a tough one. Um, also got stopped by Jackie Silva, I think. It's it's like now he's on a three fight win streak. Last fight was against Joe Selecki. I think I picked Selecki in that one. He won a split decision, Gordon. I think he should have won a unanimous, to be really honest. If I'm correct, I can't really recall, but I think I I, I scored that one for, for, for uh, Gordon. Um, I still feel like Dawson has a lot of, uh, how do you say that? Uh, a lot of upside, yeah, a lot yeah. of potential, you know. Yeah. Um, he's now going to, like you said, like to American top team. Uh, I feel like he will train there with a lot of good guys as well. Not that it hasn't trained with good guys with uh, Glory MMA and Fitness because it's a solid gym as well. But maybe it's good for him, you know, to uh, to go to another gym to look what you can do there. Um Jared Gordon, solid guy, but overall, I, I, I'm taking Dawson here, man. I think Dawson will get it done. Uh, to finish, I don't know. I'm taking Dawson with a decision. Another interesting fight. I mean, pretty much two guys that really like to grapple. So I think you're going to see a lot of wrestling in this fight. Marcel, you're going to see like a lot of guys pushing against, uh, each other against the fence. Uh, both guys think swapping position on the ground. Um, I've been really high on Grant Dawson. The last fight with Glenn, I didn't like really how he looked in that fight. But like you said, Marcel, he made that move to go to a different camp. He's at arguably the best camp in the world right now, American top team, like train with Matthias Gamrot, Dustin Poirier every day. I mean, that is a crazy camp. Obviously you guys know, I love Sanford, you know, I love it too. Great camp. I never thought much of Jared Gordon, Marcel, you know, he's getting knocked out left and right, especially at 145. but you know, I'm going to give this guy a lot of credit, man. It's really since he moved up the weight, you know, he's looked a lot better, a lot more durable and able to grind these fights out. Um, I still think I agree with you. I think that Dawson, he's a younger guy here. Um, I think he's got more upside. You know, he's got more. It's like they both have a similar amount of experience, but I think he's he's had more success in the UFC overall. Um, you know, and I think he bounces back here with the win, Marcel. I think he's going to grind it out when the decision. But I do think it'll be a competitive fight. You know, I think it's going to be very competitive. Um, but got to go with Grant Dawson by decision. Um, I think gets the job done, but it's going to be very close. I, I think Marcel probably hits the scorecards to get the judges involved. You never know, really. But uh -huh. I think you'll I think you'll win the decision. That's my pick in this one. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We have uh, Andre Feely against Joe Anderson Brito in the featherweight division. Andre Feely is one of the biggest favorites in the card, minus 250. Joe Anderson Brito, plus 210. You think the favorite gets the job done here, Marcel? Or do you think the underdog's got a chance? Yeah, man, I'm picking, I'm picking Andre Feely here. I can't be honest about that. You know, um, I think Brito did well in the Catano series, right, where he beat uh, Diego Lopez. The fight got to technical decision. Um but I was not really impressed by his debut against Bill Aljo, man. I think he started well the first three minutes and then totally faded, completely gassed out, and uh, Aljo took over and won the fight. Um, if you look at Philly, Philly is hit or miss sometimes, you know. He's very inconsistent, but he has a certain level he brings to the cage. Um, I, I, I liked what I saw against Pineda, but, yeah, he got, uh, got a no contest because of that eye poke. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I'm taking Philly, man, here. I think Philly will finish him. I'm not sure. I'm taking him via decision. And by the way, guys, I have an interview tomorrow with Philly, so check it out later. Oh, cool. This one is it's just kind of weird matchmaking, I think, you know, because um, Philly, like, much more established, and Brito coming off the loss in his debut, didn't look that great against Algio. You know, I kind of forgot how he fought, so I was watching some of his fights again. I mean, the guy's yeah. pretty good. You know, he's, he's aggressive. He walks forward. He's got decent um, wrestling as well, which he relies on in his fights. It's just Feely, I think Feely's seen everything that he has. You know, Feely's been around in the UFC for a long time. He's still pretty young. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, 
he's 31 now, I guess. So he's, he's getting into his thirties, but he's still like relatively you know young. Um, the guy's fought everyone, you know, Marcel. And I, I don't know if this is the guy that's going to beat him. Um, I think Brito would, you know, he, he's definitely a talented guy, but I, I think he would have been better served fighting someone lower in the ranks, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's a good bounce back fight for Philly. He's the longer guy, the bigger guy, the more experienced guy. Um, and I think he kind of just, uh, I think the first round will be close, but after that, I think he's got it, Marcel. So you'll see probably a close first round. Maybe Brito wins the first round, but I think Philly will win the second and third winning decision um, in this fight. So I'm going to go with Andre Philly, Marcel. And, you know, anyone could lose in the sport, obviously, but yeah, I mean, I, I got to go with Philly. Of this, on this card, it's, it's not an easy one to pick. Um, this, this whole card, but this is a guy that I feel like decent about. So I'll go with Andre Feely by decision. All right, let's go to the co-main event, Marcel. Jay Collier versus Andre Orlovsky. Interesting fight here uh, in the heavyweight division. It's kind of weird, right? You got Orlovsky, Collier, and then you got Sherman and, uh, and Romanov. I, you know, some guys in the chat were saying you should have matched up Orlovsky and Romanov. I mean, that would have been the perfect fight, but they didn't end up doing that. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about this fight, co-main event, Marcel. Minus one. 40 for uh, Orlovsky plus 120 for Collier. What do you think about this one, man? Yeah, man. I, I, I got a weird feeling that Jay Collier can win the fight, dude. I mean, I think um, Collier kind of underrated. Everybody's still thinking about Collier like a fat middleweight who um, who can do a lot because of that Aspinall fight, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but he showed after those fights that he's pretty solid, you know? Um, I know it was a great win against Sherman, but yeah, I don't really rate Sherman that high, you know. Arlovsky fought Sherman as well. He won. And both got uh, got a common opponent as well with Carlos Felipe, right? And uh, Collier lost. Uh, Arlovsky won, but could have been the other way for Collier as well, you know. So, um, dude, I'm taking Collier with a decision win over Arlovsky here, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Jay Collier. So I pick against Arlovsky like every fight, and I, I, it's not been profitable for a while. Now. <laughs> he just gets the job done, you know. And I think he'll just—he was going to grind out his, or not grind out, but like outpoint Collier for decision. I just see him, you know, basically counter striking for 15 minutes and just outpointing him slightly. But Collier throws a lot of volume. I think Collier's a really good fighter. He's really underrated, honestly. He's he's good. You know, I think it's crazy, right? Because he fought at 185, 205. Now he's mm. a heavyweight, but I think this is probably his best weight class. Um, not cutting weight. You know, he's a decent fighter. It's just Arlovsky again. You know, he's he's seen everything that this guy has to offer. I think um, there's some upside with Collier. You know, he's still pretty young um, compared to Arlovsky. I should say he's, he's my age. Actually, he's 33. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Mark. It's a heavyweight fight, right? I never get surprised heavyweight fights because you know one punch could end it. But I think Arlovsky will just kind of pick him apart with decision. That's what I think happens here, Marcel. So possible, possible. Yeah. What, what do you think if uh, Collier gets him to the ground? I think if he gets him to the ground, he could definitely tap him out. We saw, mm. obviously, Aspinall do that. But, you know, Arlovsky's takedown defense is really good. It's I really, know, I know. It's really good. That's why I had a decision. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I know. That's what I think would happen, too. I see some people saying submission. I guess it's possible. I mean, we saw that in the last fight. Anything's possible. It's MMA, right? There's so many. Yeah. Like, DQ is possible. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, you know, Orlovsky, this is the kind of guy he's been beating lately. I, I don't think there's a massive difference. Collier is definitely, like, I think slightly better than some of the guys he's fought, but not not crazy amount better. So got to gotta go with Pitbull by decision here, Marcel. That's my pick on this one. All right. Main event of the evening here. Very interesting fight, Marcel. Bantamweight fight, five rounds. We got Rob Font against Marlon Vera. 
The line is pretty tight for this one. Minus 140, Rob Font, plus 120, Marlon Vera. Marcel, what do you think about this fight, man? Main event of UFC Vegas at 53? That's a fun fight, I think. Uh, you got Rob Font, really good boxing, as we all know. He lost to Jose Aldo in his last fight. Um, but before that, looked really good, you know, and I don't think he looked that bad in the Aldo fight. If you look at Chito Vera, um, got a great knockout against Adgar, but he, he, he was kind of... It was kind of a 50-50 fight, in my opinion, man. Could have gone either way until that front kick that knocked Edgar out. Really good finish. Um, he had some good wins before. Went over Sean O'Malley that people don't rate. I do. I think he did a good job there. Um, also, this win or, or the fight against Sonia Dong, remember? I think he won that fight 2-1. to one. He got a loss there. So he's in a better... He's kind of in his prime now, I think, uh, Chito Vera. But you got Rob Font on the other side. Bro, I think Rob Font beats him. I think he's better. I think he's a better fighter. So uh, I don't think uh, I think it will be a lot of stand stand up fighting. And I think Rob Font might pick him apart. So uh, and overall, I see Rob Font having better cardio, I think, as well than uh, than Chito Vera. So I'm giving Rob Font a decision win here after five rounds. Yeah, I mean, I love this fight. They're both you know really good fighters. Enjoy watching both guys fight. I'm actually on the Thank same you. page with you with this, uh, on this one, Marcel. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think Font by decision also. That, that's my pick in this one. You know, Font's proven he can go five rounds. I'm not saying Marlon can't, but he's never did it before. You know, Font's doing it. He's just did it twice in a row. Um, you know, the guy, yeah, he's a little he's a little bit older, right? I know he got dropped a couple times against Aldo. So I think maybe, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of a decline. But the guy's still a really good fighter. Great boxing skills. Here's what it comes down to, man. They both have huge sample size in UFC for me. Like, they both have, you know, uh, Font, I think this is his 14th fight, and Vera's 19th fight. So they have big sample sizes. We know how they fight. We've seen them fight. The numbers really are pointing to Rob Font winning. I'm, I'm going to say that right now because strikes landed 5.64 to 4.08 per minute. And then the defense, he's only absorbing 3.55 compared to 4.27. So out of the, like their combined 30 fights in the UFC, Font is landing more strikes and getting hit less. I think Chino just gets hit too much. That's what I think it comes down to. I think Font will just work behind his jab and just kind of outpoint and win the decision to Marcel. Um, Vera is a great fighter. I loved watching him fight, but Me too. I, I think that Font, I think it's a stylistically favorable fight for him, man, because I think he can just outpoint this guy and win the decision. So should be a great fight. I think it'll be competitive, but I'm going with Rob Font by decision. There's my pick. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this fight. I'm looking forward to this whole card, honestly. After we break broke it down today, Marcel, like I'm I'm more excited about it than I when I was uh going into the card. So and I, you guys are saying Vera by sub. I mean Font's only been subbed once in his career by uh, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. That's the only time he's never been knocked out, by the way. He's a super tough dude. I think you guys are really underrated, Rob Font. You know, I, I know he might be on a decline now because obviously the Aldo fight took a lot of damage, but he also outstruck Aldo, you know round by round it's just that he got dropped a couple times vera does have power you know but we'll see what happens i mean it could be a good fight it, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if vera won <laughs> i'll say that right yeah. no, no, wouldn't surprise fight. me at all i'm just saying i gotta make a pick here it's gonna be rob font by decision and it's gonna be a great fight man i, I really really enjoy this fight it's gonna be awesome Glenn says it's nice to see you guys different picks more normal. It's not staying up 3 a.m. to watch. No, it's good, man. I mean, listen, like we never uh here's the thing. I think a lot of other podcasts, the people will talk to each other before and be like, who are you picking? We'll be on the same page. I never do that with Marcel. We never no, I never ask him, hey Marcel, who are you gonna pick? I don't care. I I I do my own research, he does his own research, and we come here and we, you know, give our honest opinions. That won't that doesn't mean we'll always be right. That doesn't mean we'll always be wrong, but you always get a fair and honest assessment of the fights from me and Marcel. You know, you'll always get that. So 
I mean, this guy is really underrating Rob Font. He's saying he can't take a punch. Like, I, I completely disagree, man. I mean, look who he's fought in his career, and he's barely been dropped. He got dropped only twice by Alder. That's the only time he's ever been knocked down in his UFC career. I'm looking at the stats right now. He's never been knocked down otherwise. He's always been hurt, but never been, been knocked down other than the last fight. Could that be showing his chain is going? Maybe. Maybe, Marcel. He is 34. He's getting up there, but I still think he can get the job done here. Should be a great fight. All right, let's go back to uh, – uh, you want to do PFL quickly, Marcel? Take a look at the PFL card? Yeah, for someone, sure. Someone had asked about that in the chat. I think we should take a look at that as well. No, no problem. So let's take a look at the PFL card, guys. That is, I believe, on Thursday, PFL uh, 2022, week two. Um, one second. I just want to answer this guy. He's saying that uh, Simone dropped it, not according to the stats. I mean, maybe you saw him slip or something, man. Like, I would just – I recommend looking at UFC stats um, just to look at the official lockdown. Again, they do miss them sometimes. But That's possible. Yeah, they miss a lot of clients, yeah, actually. So I think possible. they're pretty good at it, man. They're getting better yeah. at it, I think, now, you know. But, again, sometimes slips happen. That, I mean, it comes out against Burns. They didn't give Burns a knockdown, you know. That's true. No, that's true. I mean, I have to watch it back to see because I think there's Me a too. specific, like, definition um, that they use. But, anyways, I'm just, I'm just just trying to say, like, Rob Font's got a really good – dude, Rob Font has got a really good – uh, ch uh, chin man, you're completely this. <laughs> you're completely underrating, him, dude. I'm just talking to the guy in the chat. I mean, if there are wins, it's fine. But I'm just saying, Rob Font is he's not. He can't saying he can't take a punch is really, really doing a disservice to I think what he's done in his career. You know, Marcel, because I think he's shown he can take a punch personally. But all right, let's go to the let's go to the PFL. Let's just go through it for a few minutes here. Um, I want to get your honest thoughts on these fights, Marcel. So. Sure. Uh, Bruno Campaloza, he's a minus 600 favorite against Stuart Austin. Uh, he should roll, right? Like, I would assume he wins by knockout here, right? Six points. Can I do, this tournament? Can I do screen share? It's more fun. Uh, I think you thing. can. Or you want me to do screen share? No, yeah, you you, you to, to share your screen. All right, let me share. I just, I just got best fight odds out, guys. So pull it up here. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually 630 plus 465. So we'll take a look at that. All right, sorry. We'll look at DraftKings. Mine's 550 plus 400. So. Yeah, Capaloza wins, right? Like I would say. I would say as well. Yeah. Yeah. This fight too. Headed, I mean, these are all there's a lot of mismatches on this card. Hedden Ferreira, minus five seventy five against Jamel Jones. He should also win, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, those are man, those odds are they should they should make better fights, to be really honest, man. You know, um I mean Brandon Lachnane as well. I mean Chris Wade Lance Palmer is a fun fight. You know what I mean? Let's go through these fights the as well. Yeah, let's go through them. So Lachnane as well minus nine hundred. Yeah, it's kudos. I mean Lachnane should win. These three fights are they're mismatches. Um, Chris Wade versus Lance Palmer is very interesting. Interesting. Two wrestlers maybe cancel each other out. They strike a little bit. Minus one forty Wade plus one twenty Palmer. What do you think? Um, man, Paul Morris to show something right after last year, I think. So, uh, if you want to get a stuck up, he should, he should win this one. But wait, this is a difficult fight, dude, for almost yeah. everybody. So, um, this is actually, in my opinion, probably the best fight on the card and most uh, matched. How do you say that? Evenly matched guys. So, I look forward to this one, you know. Uh, it's, it's probably um, who uh, initiates the action more, but uh, yeah. I'm not having a pick yet here. <laughs> yeah, this is difficult. I I just showed you guys like the the odds makers open up Palmer at minus two hundred. The lines flipped. That was too high, I think. And Chris Wade's been more impressive lately, you know. But Palmer's a former two time winner of the division. Um, it's very difficult to pick. I guess I would lean towards Wade actually. Um, grind the decision out. Um, Delia and Sheffel. Delia should knock this guy out. I would say. You think so? Uh, what do you say? Ante Delia against Matthias Sheffel. 
Yeah, D- Delia, you think Delia wins, right? By knockout, probably. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Sheffield was going to no, knock no, no. Sheffield was on contender as well. He yeah. On, and he lost to Burgess Kanoff. Yeah. yeah, he's got some power, but he's been knocked out, I think, like six or seven times. Like, his chain is not very good. Delhi is very tough, big dude. Uh, here's another one. Bubba Jenkins, minus 250 against Bochniak, plus 200. Gets his shot in PFL. I think Bubba just grinds him out. I think a lot of yeah, people that's are going to win. That's um, it. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Goldsaw, minus 1125 against Corey Goodall. I think this is a short notice, right? Short notice. Guys? Yeah. Yeah, Goldsaw. Yeah, Goldsaw win. Grounded pound, maybe. Something like that. Um Adam Karish, this is short notice, I think, for him. Minus 165. Look, Clinton Debris opened at minus 240, guys. Again, I always look at this. And now he's he's the underdog. I know Karish is undefeated. He looked pretty good in the show, but this odds are a little wide now. What do you think, man? Abreu's got a ton of experience. He was in the UFC for a while. What do you think about that one? I think Abreu got robbed in the UFC against Gamsatov, man, to be really he honest. He did. You know? So uh, I think, man... It's difficult, you know. Karish is short notice, right? Um, guys, uh, I think he's pretty decent. I think we'll be a, a fun fight to see who wins this one. Karish uh, the, replacing Ali Izayev, right? Also a former champion. Yeah, I wonder where this will go. I, I this is also a fight I like, honestly. You know, Who, who'd you pick, Karish? Ooh, um, yeah, ah, slightly, maybe. Yeah, I, sure. I don't know. I think Gabriel could win this fight, man. Sure. He's another, he's a dog that's live, I would say. Shaman Rias against Boston Salmon, two former UFC fighters. You think I got to go Shaman. Yeah, Shaman. You know, Boston's look better, though, in PFL, but sure. he's been knocked out a couple times. Don't, don't trust him. And then you got Alejandro Flores and Saba Bolwagi. I don't know this guy. Flores, uh, I don't Germany. Uh, you know these guys? Yeah. So uh, I think Saba fought in Germany often. Um, now nah, I'm going with, with, with Flores, man. So, uh, yeah. Fair enough. All right, cool. Um, that sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about, Marcel? Before we get out, I don't of know. Here? Any more cards this upcoming uh, weekend? I don't know. Let's take a few more comments before we get out of here. I'm just going to look back in the chat and see if I missed anything. And they got most of the the comments. We'll take a few more though. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's uh, overall an, an interesting card, man. I think it's a really interesting card. Um, maybe not the biggest names, but these fights are really making me put my thinking cap on. You know, which is good. Um, there's not, there's not a lot of like gimme fights, Marcel, you know, whereas we just looked at PFL, it's like, man, you know, a lot of these fights, uh, some of them obviously are closer on the prelims, but the main card, Marcel, they're like almost, you know, they're 10 to one favorites. Almost, you know what I mean? It's, so, it's like, yeah, man. It's like, sometimes they win their favorites. They, they, they match them up with people they shouldn't match them up with. It's like with, with last week, man, Antonio, Antonio Carlos Jr. With the guy they matched them up with. I'm just like, yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's get Glenn's question. Yeah. Any more rumored London fights apart from uh, Makayev and Molly. Nope. Makayev's I, fighting Charles Johnson in London. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Who's Molly fighting? No, I don't know. I think Molly called somebody out. I don't know who anymore, but okay. she, she doesn't have a fight lined up as far as I know. Yeah, and Andrew is mentioning some other cards. Brave. I don't think there's LFA. I could be wrong, though. I don't, is there LFA? I don't think so. You tell me. No, I don't think there is. It's not this week. It's next weekend, May 6th. Okay. I do keep up on LFA, but yeah, there is the Brave CF card. There's Battlefield as well. Um, so there's, yeah, they're on best fight odds. Honestly, like, there's so many fights right now, like, going on. There's so many odds. You know, I, I don't, I haven't got a chance to look at those cards, I'll be honest with you, but I, you know, obviously broke down UFC and, and uh, some of the PFL as well. Let me get these other comments here. Yeah. Uh, any idea what the UFC plans are doing now that Jones Stipe is pushed? I mean, that fight's not official. John Jones is still, I think, in legal trouble, right? After the whole bro, incident in Vegas. Like, bro, 
the problem is with these things is that, for example, I think Ariel brought it first up, or or or, or Komodo, you know, like um, the fight. The UFC wants the fight to happen on July second. Nothing has been signed yet or done, but they will probably send the contract out soon. That's I think one of the guys said, you know. But you got to understand. If they want something, doesn't mean it happens, you know. And when pe it's very often when Ariel or Brad posting something like it's it's the UFC targeting this or this, or they're trying to make that fight, they clearly say Penn didn't hit paper yet. But then already other websites or Instagram pages or Twitter pages gonna tweet out or uh, or post like fight in the works. And the other page takes it over and it's like set. And out of nowhere, within five hours, it's set and nothing. Nothing happened, you know, but they didn't didn't put up the original source, so people think it's set, and now it's like it's postponed. Is it really postponed if it ever was set? You know what I mean? It was just they wanted to have it happened, wanted to have it happen there, but it didn't happen, you know. So I mean, we'll see if it happens, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, you know. It's really fair simple enough for me. By the way, I'm just talking, I'm just looking at Twitter right now. Miles Johns was released by the UFC, so you see that? Yeah, but he 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 got suspended as well. Yeah, so they don't they can't use him now, right? It's the same yeah. with Carlos Felipe, right? He, he got released, I think. Is that right? Yeah. He tested positive or something, right? I know in Miles Johns' case is Adderall too, which is so stupid, right? Like it's not what's Adderall, Adderall actually? It's it's something that helps your focus. Okay. Um there was some guy baseball, Chris Davis. He's a former baseball player. He used to take it, and then after he stopped taking it, he just stopped being a good player. But I, I don't know what the actual science is on it being a PED, although that is a banned substance. So technically po tested positive, but it's something that a lot of people take, man. You know, I, I don't take it, but there's a lot of people that do use that. So um, mm -hmm. someone's asking about Nagano Fury. Yeah, so as far as that goes, I mean, I'm just not convinced it's going to happen. Um, I don't think Dana is going to sign off unless event um, he gets uh, – Unless he is able to get, you know, a cut of the, the money. You know, Marcel is the only way, but I don't think it happens. What do you think? Nah, I mean, that that's that's the thing, you know. They're not only gonna allow it if he's got a if he's got something to say about it and if he earns something with it, you know what I mean? So uh Otherwise not, you know how it is with business with Dana. He doesn't he, he wants to do business as long as he's involved in it, you know what I mean? So uh that's pretty much what I expect. Um, and I think Ngannou said he can come back uh, until December, right? So we'll see, you know. Um, plus, I'm not really hyped for an exhibition fight between Fury and Ngannou. Not really, you know, but if Ngannou gets paid well for it, I'm all for it, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know, man. I don't I – don't, we'll see, but – Based on the history of the UFC, I mean, how often do they do actually do this kind of co-promotion? You know, Marcel, it's so it's so rare, right? Like it just yeah. doesn't happen. Other than obviously no. Carter and Mayweather. So you know, yeah. it's actually funny, man. They always had problems with uh, with M1 Global. They always wanted yeah. to do co-promotion with UFC. That's why Fader never fought for them. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, like I think four or five years ago, they had a deal with M1 Global that the champions could come over after one time. I remember that. I know. I remember that. Did anyone actually come over? Any of their champs? Yeah, Shafkat Rachmanov, uh, Kunchenko, uh, yeah. Ismagulov. Yeah, Kunchenko, so, uh, yeah, was uh was Kadoshko there too, or was he? I, no, he's another person. No, it was it was ACA, I think. Yeah. Anyways, I think we're gonna get out of here, Marcel. That was a good show yeah. today, man. A lot of fun. Um, some disagreement on the picks, which is totally good. Perfect. I like that. Actually. I prefer that. I don't want us to pick every fight. I think last week we did, except for maybe one fight. Yeah. So it's just it's better when we have some disagreement because I like to get it some back and I, forth and 
and I appreciate you guys all joining in and giving us your thoughts on the fights too. You know, I um, think it, we... it's all respect to your guys. I mean, we're not the sure. ones in the cage at the end of the day. We're just trying to give a, a, a the breakdown of the fight. You know, but again, it's up to these guys how they perform. Go ahead, Marcel. I, I think we only uh, different last week on Barbara De La Rosa, right? So <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Sometimes we. By the way, yes. Andrew's saying that uh, John's is still on the roster according to his coach. When did he say? When did he say that just now? Let's see. Uh... Safe said that. No, let me see if Safe tweeted something. He tweeted something. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it now. Okay. Safe South. I'm looking too. Um, I don't see anything. Me neither. Maybe by tweets and answers. It might have been new, Andrew. It might just happen. I don't know. Um, anyways. Also, not on us. Did you watch? Did you check his Twitter or his Instagram? I checked both. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Anyways, no, it's not a big neither. deal. Um. Let's get out of here, Marcel. Plug your stuff. Oh, okay, Alex said he tweeted. He talked to Safe. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Thanks, thanks for telling us that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean that roster rock thing is it's. I, I'm not sure what to say about it because the thing is, I think that uh, sometimes it's a, he has a legit thing, but sometimes now we also has like Gina Mazzani added to the like she's already yeah 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 that part that part's weird but. Suspended for six months, not removed from the roster. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Anyways, let's get out of here, Marcel. Plug your stuff. Let's go. Yeah, big, big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, and Eurosport.nl mixed martial arts section. And make sure to check out my Andre Philly interview, what's coming up in the next two days, I think. Cool. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Martin Podcast, MMAOtrigger.com. Uh, we have a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, as you guys know, all those places. Appreciate you guys all joining in. More than Mary here. Um, also check out bookies.com my best bets coming out tomorrow and miamianews.com as well of course maoddsradio.com all the opening odds there have a great weekend guys I'll be back with uh, Marcel on Monday we'll be recapping this card peace